0: Hey, guys, this is Tina Recklage, and you're listening to the Grow & Go podcast, the show about growing, challenging, and encouraging each other to dig deeper than the social norms. Let's grow and go together. Hello and welcome back to the Grow & Go podcast. You are listening to episode two of this show, uh, which means you're here and you decided to stick around. So thank you for being here. Um, I do want to give a warning for this episode. Uh, this is going to be a pretty vulnerable and emotional episode for me to share. Uh, this is something I've walked in, something I've uh, just recently overcame and something I've, I'm have i still learning about to this day. But this is this is about a season in my life to where I needed to tell myself that failure isn't final, which is the title of this episode. Um, however, putting that to the, the back burner, I just want to say that I am excited uh, to share how God has revealed his glory through my biggest mistake and how he can even reveal his glory through yours as well. Um, so let's get started. And by getting started, I mean, let me, en- sh- let me just share an embarrassing story because that's how this format is going to go. So this happened about three years ago. I was, it was my sister's birthday, actually, not that this part matters, but it was around this time in February. And I had, um, I was out doing things. Um, I'm pretty sure I was working and I was, I just got off and I had to make some errands or something like that. The day before, um, it was raining a lot and to this, and that day too was raining a ton as well. So I was driving in the rain, which I don't really like doing, but I was doing it anyway because I had to go get some stuff. I had to go get some gas, groceries, whatever. And, um, after I finished, I was like, okay, I got to head home and there's this one road that was between me and my one and my old house. Um, and it was a very long road, but it was just filled like the water on each side of the road, um, just filled over. And it was basically driving through a lake is what it looked like. So, um, I, there was a car in front of me, which was a Jeep and the Jeep went ahead and keep in mind, Jeeps have pretty tall, like, like the car is at least, you know, three feet above the air. Um, as opposed to my car which is a blue saturn uh hashtag blueberry betty um <laughs> it's not that high off the ground it's pretty low but me being me didn't notice that that car was high enough to go through the puddle easily so i was like oh if he can if that jeep can go then i can go as well <laughs> so the jeep went made it all the way through the whole uh, little you know pond or puddle and i went through it and halfway through it you know things are going good Halfway through the puddle, my car just dies. And so I'm like, oh no, like that click noise went on. Um, All of a sudden my music stopped and my my foot was hitting the gas, but it wasn't going anywhere. So I rolled down my window and I'm like, shoot, if I open my car, all this water is going to come flooding into my car. So I rolled down my window, I looked out and I noticed I'm like, oh shoot, I'm just like barely going to make it. So I opened my door and luckily the water was just low enough to where it was like a centimeter away from like getting like filling the bottom of my car so i'm like shoot thank god but i need to move i can't just stay in this puddle so uh i opened my door i opened my door and i put one foot out and my whole like my whole shoe was wet and sock up to like middle of my knee um was just wet like just i was just just stepping in like a bathtub. It felt like a freezing cold bathtub. Keep in mind, it's still pouring rain. So I was just freezing all over. So I got out of my car. I went to the back of my car and I started pushing it and I kept my car in neutral and I started pushing it. And eventually I got to a spot where it was, I was still in the puddle, but it was to the point where like, you know, it was probably like a foot instead of like three feet up. So I got back in my car And I was just so embarrassed because these cars, like trucks and other Jeeps were just like driving by and every time they, and they like drove past me and some of them like rolled down their window. It's like, Hey, you okay? And I'm like, no, but my dad's on the way. Um, (laughs) so uh, during that time I had to call my dad and I told him like, Hey, um, drove through a puddle. Uh, like any other kid doesn't want to hear his father say, I'm not mad at you son. I'm just disappointed. And so that's exactly what my dad told me. And he came by and he, and he hooked to my, my, you know, the, butt, the front of my car and he pulled me through it. And it was, it was embarrassing. It was so embarrassing because like any right person would think, don't drive through a puddle, dude, you're going to ruin your car but I thought I had, I thought I had the ability and I thought my car could sustain it. I thought Blueberry Betty was there for me, but she wasn't, she failed on me. <laughs> so, um, and during that time too, like after, um, like we, I had to get my car towed, um, I had to bring it into a shop, um, and I had to pay a couple hundred dollars to get it fixed, blah, blah, blah. I, didn't, I thought I was going to have to buy a new car. Um, but eventually Blueberry Betty was like, no, I'm still living. So, um, that's my embarrassing story and I don't like telling people that I drove through a puddle because any, like I said, any right person would think don't do that, but I, I, I thought I had the ability, but anyway, that goes, so that was my embarrassing story of the week. Congrats. If it wasn't too juicy, I have plenty more to share, so don't worry. <laughs> so, um, so that leads to today's topic of the episode, which is failure, which I briefly talked about a second ago about how failure isn't final. Um, so just like my car engine failed, um, a lot of us have too. We've all experienced some ounce of failure in our lives. And this could even mean something like, um, failing a test. You know, some parents have expectations on us to meet all these, meet all these grades and go to a good college, uh, get a good education. Um, and when we fail a test, we feel like we failed them. Uh, another time, you know, it could be breakups. You know, maybe some of us have been broken up with and we feel like we're the one responsible. What have... What have I failed at that I couldn't keep them? What have I failed at that they didn't want to stay? What have what I failed at that I couldn't give them? Um, other times, like driving tests, you know, something simple like that. Uh, and then maybe other things, you know, regret, things like that. We feel like we've failed in, um, you know, maybe we have done something we're not proud of. Maybe we've done things that we know we shouldn't have, but we did anyway. And we felt like a failure when we did it because we knew we weren't supposed to do it. So uh, we, we all failed at something. We all have done something and we all have fallen short and screwed up. Um, But what some of us do is we don't just say, I did something wrong. Um, Some of us choose to wear our failure. And when we wear failure, we call it shame. Um, There's something I learned in counseling um, when I felt shame at some points in my life that um, there's a difference between the word guilt and the word shame. So guilt is I did something wrong. This is something I did wrong. I, I screwed up. Um, But what shame is, is not taking, I did something wrong, but saying, I am something wrong. Shame tells us that I'm the one responsible. I am, I'm the failure. Like I did something I shouldn't have, but I'm the one who is. I'm the failure. I'm the screw up. I'm the mistake. Things like that. I'm sure some of us have almost felt that way. Um, Some of us have felt. Like, we're the ones who are the ones at fault. Like, if it weren't for me, this would not have happened. I, I did something wrong. I am something wrong. I am the failure. I am the shame. I am the regret. Things like that. So when we fail, we get into this mindset that this is who we are. This is, what I, this is who I am now. Um, because I failed, I am this. I am what I've done. Um, and we, we choose to say and we choose to think that we are our mistakes, The beauty of this is that if you're listening to this and you're relating already, um, you're not alone. You're actually talking to someone who has had these thoughts, someone who has said these things out loud to other people and to myself. um, And you're not alone. Like if you feel that way, I just want to say that you are not your mistakes. We choose to define ourselves by what we did. Um, And we can even go back into the story of Adam and Eve. So here's a Bible story for you. Um, In the beginning, God created the world in seven days and on the seventh day he rested but during those days he also created the first man which was adam and his helper which was the first woman eve so they gave you know god gave them all this free terrain all this free will to do whatever they wanted to grow the kingdom that or to grow the garden that he made for them um but god had one rule and that was do not eat from the tree of life and um and so they that was the rule but however uh eve was tempted or tricked by the serpent, which we later found out was Lucifer, AKA Satan. And we found out that the, the serpent was trying to tempt Eve into giving in to the one rule that God said not to do. Um, and, you know, the serpent made accusations like, you know, if you if you eat from the tree of life, then you, you'll have the ability to be the same or to have the same power that God does. You'll have the same authority, like you guys will be one. Um, and so what the enemy did was, It tricked Eve into giving into something because she wanted that. I'm sure most of us want to feel, um, that power to have that authority. And so when the serpent tricked her into that, Eve gave in and we, we know, we know that as the first sin. Um, and before the first sin, you know, like I said, they had free terrain. They had all this, um, free will to do and to do what they could to grow the kingdom, to grow the garden. And they chose to choose what they wanted as opposed to what God wanted, which is also known as pride. Um, So, like I said, before that, they didn't feel any shame because they weren't ashamed of anything. They had never done anything wrong. But after Eve ate from the tree of life and eventually had Adam eat from the tree of life as well, they both felt shame. And it even says in Genesis 3, verse 7, it says, And then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. So, like I said, they weren't ashamed before they sinned, but sinning against God created a new reality check for them. And that's when they told themselves, I am what I've done. I am the mistake. I am, I have done the first sin. I, I am a failure. And they did that by covering themselves, covering what God created that to be beautiful, which is why um, even myself, like I'm not very, confident in my body image right now, um, hashtag working on that 2020. But um, things like that, like we were not made to be ashamed, but because we gave into what we wanted, which was the sin that God didn't want us to commit in the first place, that was when we felt shame for the first time. So because of Adam and Eve's first downfall in that sin, um, because they now have to experience shame, which means we do too when we sin as well. They started a chain reaction for us that now when we sin, We feel shame and not only feel shame, but we define ourselves by a shame. And they felt defined by their great mistake, which was the first sin. And I guess the question is, how many of us have defined ourselves as something we did or what we think we are because of what we did? How many of us have taken the mistake that we did and we chose to call it who we are now? Because the result of that is simple. We see ourselves as less than what God sees us as. And we start to view ourselves through the lens of failure and, and forget that God sees us through the lens of love. Because even when Adam and Eve did sin, God didn't love them any less. He was not, you know, he wasn't ashamed that they were their kids, that, that they were the first creation. Um, he wasn't, he was angry, but for a good reason, because he didn't want sin to happen at all. And it even says in, the, in that chapter as well that like God chased after them. He loved them enough to where he was looking for them. He chose to run after them. The beauty is this. God sees our failures and tells us that they aren't final. Our shame doesn't hold us down because Jesus carried it up a hill and was nailed to it. And because of this historic event, we now have the ability to look at our shame in the face and call it a liar. And because of this, we can boast in our weakness and rejoice in his glory. So this is the part where I get a little vulnerable with you guys. Um, about two years ago, I was in a secret relationship with someone and I had crossed the boundary and slept with that person. And at this time, I was serving in the church. I had worked for the church and I was serving in youth ministry. I was doing worship ministry. I had a pretty reputable name. I was doing a lot for the kingdom, but secretly I was doing a lot for myself. And I was getting a lot of what I wanted as opposed to what God could do through me if I just chose to listen to him instead of my own ways. Um, So there came a time where I was hiding in my shame. And nobody really knew it because I was so good at deceiving everybody. But there was a time where I was just constantly feeling like a hypocrite every time I served, every time I wanted to get involved in a church activity. I felt like a hypocrite. Because I hadn't told anybody. It had stayed secret between me and this person. And there came a point where the hiding couldn't be hidden any longer. And I had to confess my sin. And confess what I did to the people I hurt. Which included um, the elders that I was serving under. um, My boss. And I had to choose humility in exchange for my reputation. During that time I lost all my credit in the church. I lost... The ability to serve for a while and I lost my job and I lost the name that I had given myself which was also a lie but during that time even though I chose to define myself as a failure by what I did and what I had done wrong and the failure and the shame and the with the regrets that I did I wore it I wanted to wear I wanted nothing but to feel bad for myself for letting myself be that person But during that, God's grace just met me where I was. And he met me so extremely to the point where he revealed Romans 8, 28, where it says, all things work together for the good of those who love him. And even though this isn't something that I had planned to do, um, I had always told myself earlier that I didn't want to lose my virginity until I was married. But because I chose what I wanted in the moment, as opposed to what God had for me, I had to face this reality that this needed to come out. God's grace met me where I was because even when I chose to define myself by what I did, he continually kept revealing that I am not defined by what I've done. And even though my name had been tarnished, things had been broken. I had broken trust with people. And I had hurt people and I had lost any credit that I wanted to build. God still, still chose to look at me and say, you're my child and I still love you. We can boast in our weakness and rejoice in his glory because at the end of the day, our weakness is not who we are. We are defined by what he sees us as, which is his children. Even though our sin still separates us from the perfection that God is, we aren't defined by what we did, but defined by the glory within our weakness that only comes from God's forgiveness. I can choose to be unashamed because of the beauty of grace and forgiveness that Jesus took nails for me and you to embrace. And if Adam and Eve didn't commit the first sin, I I think we wouldn't have even known the true beauty of God's forgiveness and his grace in which he sent his own son to die for our sins so we wouldn't be labeled by them. I don't think we would have known that. But that doesn't take away from his goodness. And his goodness is only reflected when we realize how bad we are. (laughs) And maybe some of you guys are there right now. Maybe you have done something that maybe you're not proud of or maybe you feel like You're the sum total of what you've done. But I guess my encouragement to this is that you're not, you're not what you have done. You are not the mistake you have made. You are not the regrets that you carry, but you are defined by what he defines you as, which is loved, accepted, and cherished. We are not defined by our sins. And it even says in Romans three, verse 23, it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The label is a lie. What you've done is not who you are. Your failures don't label you as finished. And just like the title of this episode, failure is not final when the Father's in the room. Uh, Psalm 103, verse 3 says, He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. And even when we don't choose to confess them right away, He still chooses to be faithful. If he can forgive Adam and Eve, if he can forgive the thousands of people in the Bible, if he can forgive every single sin that has ever been committed in human history, if he can forgive me, he can forgive you. And he can still choose to label you as his child, even though we have labeled ourselves by what we've done. Your story isn't over and your failure is not final. Challenge of the week. Think about what labels you've put on yourself and counter them with what God says. I found this to be very helpful in situations where I felt nothing but shame for what I've done. I have told myself I am a failure, but I've countered that with I am loved. I've said I am annoying, (laughs) but I'm countered by what God says and he says I'm valuable. So that's the challenge of the week is think about what labels you have put on yourself and counter them with what God says. I'm telling you, this is going to be a very helpful thing for you um, when it comes to getting your identity back, getting it back into the place where God says, "No, you're mine." Even though you have run away and you've done all that you wanted to do, no, you're still mine. I still love you. This is what I say about you, and He says a lot about you. So that's my challenge of the week. Um, again, I just wanted—I like I said—I warned you about this episode. That I was going to be very vulnerable. But guys, we can rejoice. We can boast in our weakness and rejoice in his glory because of what he's done for us. This is only the beginning. This is only episode two. But I just wanted you to know that you are not defined by what you've done, by what he's done.